Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. HomeBot is a client for life portal that facilitates meaningful engagement between you and your clients. The award-winning portal delivers personalized, actionable intelligence to all of your clients and prospects throughout the entire home ownership life cycle. And with an average 50% monthly engagement rate, HomeBot ensures you remain the trusted advisor that consumers rely on to make informed decisions about their homes. 40% of the Scotsman's top 200 mortgage lenders are using HomeBot. If you want to join them, we have a coupon code for you. Head over to the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com today to get connected. All right, welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. And today I have my good buddy, Jason Glass, owner of, or yeah, broker owner, One Stop Financial Group, aka Justin Glass, aka The Glass Man, aka Glass Hole. So, I had to throw it in there. I got totally paid. Fine, man. Yeah, totally you know. fine. Well, listen, listen I, people are still selling, sending me loans, man. Call me whatever you want. I, don't I know. Care. I love it. Hey, you gotta have fun. I mean, if you've seen my last name, you can think of the things that I've been called in my day. So exactly, uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, Jason is. Uh, you know, we're we're friends, of course. We're in a tight knit community. Um, we won't say the name because it's like Fight Club. Um, but it, that's what's really cool about um, the broker to broker um, uh, aim and the Facebook group. Like it's just it's it's so big, but it's tight knit. And then we even have smaller tight knit groups where w- there's a lot of fun there, um, but also a lot of questions get answered to help us. Uh, you can't have fun unless you're doing the right thing. So those groups, all those groups have been big for me just as a broker owner myself. And I'm sure for you too, Jason, if you want to touch on that quick before we get started. Yeah. So uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure. So, um, you know, thank, thank you so much. And you, you hit it exactly like the way that the broker community is now compared to what it was in, you know, pre 2008, you know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> when, like, like I talk about this all the time, but like when, uh, um mortgage market fell out and congress had to place blame on somebody it was so easy to place it on the mortgage broker because we were scattered we were nowhere to be found we were not found together and now you know with the help of aim the, the broker community has really um you know bonded together in in such a way it's, it, it's amazing like all these events that i go to obviously the 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 watching the the, the panels and hearing all the speakers is amazing but like to me the biggest part is the you know, the collaboration and warmth from the other members of the, of the broker community. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you you can't even quantify it. Like, you know, for somebody to just start giving you tips and tricks on how they're doing it and how you could do it. And you ask any question that you could possibly think of. And, you know, the thousand people are just willing to like keep giving information on like what works and doesn't Mm -hmm. like that doesn't happen in retail world. Like the guy at chase ain't going to the guy at B of a to say, how are you doing this? Right. They're like mortal enemies. And pre 2008, so were we. And, and aim has brought us all together to say like, listen, we're one team. And if the broker channel grows, then we all grow. It's, it's, it's really, it's mind blowing. 
it's tough to explain, right? Because unless you're in it, you don't really know. Because if you were coming in from that retail world, like you said, a lot of times, I mean, the broker world still takes so much slack and people are like, no control, this or that, but they just don't know. So what you're saying is, that's what I'm trying to bang across, and you are too, that it's tough to explain how tight-knit it is and how unselfish people are just to help people out. And when you really break it down, like we have fun, we do this or that, but we're literally helping out the consumer in so many ways just from these fun little groups. You know, it's helping yeah. close so many extra loans. And it's not about that. It's getting the consumer done. And then, yeah, we make money, this or that. But it's something hard to explain. You're right. Yeah. my my uh, I originally learned the business from my brother who got out of the business in like 2010. Mm-hmm. And he's been not really toying with com- – he's, you know, kind of retired at this point. But, you know, he's been looking for a couple things to do. So we were looking to get into a certain mortgage product, right? And I call, I knew somebody that specialized in this. So um, I put this person on a Zoom. I, I made a phone call. He said, yes, be happy to help. I put this person on a Zoom. Uh, my brother was on the Zoom. You know, we're all just collaborating. And then we hang up the phone or the, the end of and the Zoom call, the Zoom call 20, 30 minutes later, my brother's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what just happened? Like, why did this person just <laughs> give you all this information? Like, how does that work? Uh-huh. And I had to, and I really tried to do a good job of explaining like that. That's how this community works. Like we're like a family. You had mentioned your brother. He taught you the industry, right? So now we need to know when did you get into the industry and take me on your journey to where you're at now. Yeah. So um, when I when I got out of high school, I I knew college wasn't for me, right? I kind of tried it a little. It just I, listen, it just wasn't for me. Um, when I graduated, my brother had, was already in the mortgage industry. Um, and in 1998, he was working at a company with his, with his partner. They looked right at each other and they said, you know, why aren't we doing this for ourselves? You know, there's nothing proprietary here. Like uh-huh. why don't we go open up shop on our own? That was in 1998. And I was, I was there from day one and I don't care what anybody says, man, working for family just ain't easy. Mm. Um, and you know, listen, we absolutely had our struggles and we found his partner would step in, but like, that's where I look, that's where I first learned a business. We were a, um, we were a direct endorsed correspondent lender. We were funding our own loans, managing our own warehouse line. And the, the truth on how I learned it was they literally locked me in a closet with a stack of files, you know, floor to ceiling. And they said, write a report on every single one. Is it closing? Is it not closing? Is it dead? Is it alive? If it's dead, can it be fixed? If mm-hmm. it's alive, why isn't it closed yet? And I literally had to write report after report. And that methodology, if you will, has stuck with me to this day. Because now, like, things are not just what they are. There's always something else behind mm-hmm. what you're looking at. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's how I kind of figured it out. And um you know i listen i i owe that that mindset that level of thinking of like being able to figure it out you know to him and then you know while the other thing that happened like um when i started the job with him i was also working at a restaurant right Mm -hmm. it was a small family family restaurant um very tight with the owner but even there i you know i kind of climbed the ranks within within the 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 restaurant Mm -hmm. and in 1998 when it was time to move on um, the owner looked right at me and he said, listen, you're moving on very happy for you. 
um, you know, eventually you have a family, you know, you'd be making some money. He says, I'm going to give you some advice. And this has stuck with me to this day. And this is oh. we're talking about. He said, if you want to be good at something, you have to learn all parts of it. Mm -hmm. You can't just know what you know, and then just assume that everybody else is doing their job. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he, he explained a little bit. He's like, listen, you're going to turn in a file to somebody, you know, whoever that person is, right? We, we call them a processor. Uh -huh. He says, that person is going to start looking for certain things. You have to know what that person's looking for before you turn in the file. Mm -hmm. The file is going to get in front of an underwriter to make an informed decision on the file. Mm -hmm. You have to know what the underwriter is looking for so you can put it in up front. Mm -hmm. You know, he went on, he's like, the file is going to close. You're going to have a post close. You're going to have a post, 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 close audit. What is that person looking for? And mm -hmm. can you address it up front so it's not a problem down the road? Mm -hmm. So that coupled with how I learned the business of like locked in an office, trying to figure it out has paved the way for me to like problem solve on every, every single file. Yeah. And if I jump in real quick, um, I'm glad you touched on that. Right. That's kind of how I learned too. like, number one, do not count your money until it funds never. Right. Cause anything can happen. Um, I made sure when I started way back in the day, like I'm, I'm, I don't even want a processor. I remember saying like, I got to, I just got to know the whole thing. Right. And still to this day, you have to know before you turn on, whether we're a broker owner producing, you got to know what's going on. And what I think, and I'm glad you talked about this is we're back to the time. The past couple of years has been good for us where like, you got to know every single file, like every one of them counts even more now. So going back to basics right now for a lot of people in our industry is what they're going to have to do. And what's cool, like you said, is, and me, I like to say myself, like, I, I'm not really changing because I've been doing it anyway the whole time, right? Yeah. But I think a lot of people need to know in the, in the environment we're at right now, it's time to go back to those basics, man. Yeah, it, yeah, right. And, and it's funny because, like, a lot of systems and technology that comes out now, listen, it's, it's great and it's robust. But when you think about it, it is to curb stupid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. When you're looking at it and you're and, and you're like yeah but i i already i already do this like i don't need it to I, that, this is just it's like breathing this is what i do on every single file you're asking me to do it this way but i already i already do it so mm -hmm. it's 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 interesting times and just like you said man nowadays you know refis are gone for the most mm -hmm. part we're in a purchase environment you got to mm -hmm. couch out to these agents level up level up yeah. you gotta know your craft and the truth is like for me when i see people come into the industry and think that it's going to be easy because mm -hmm. for the last four five six years it was mm -hmm. it's like you gotta know your craft man you gotta take a step back take pride in what you do and know your craft yeah there's no doubt about it getting back to those basics know what you're doing um you're gonna stand out even more you know like just knowing your craft is gonna allow you to market because and get more leads because people just the proof's in the pudding right just do your job and you're gonna get more so don't put too much pressure on getting out there just know your craft i think that's underrated so i'm glad you brought that yeah. up yeah no doubt all right so you're with your brother's company right you got through there have you always worked for like family-owned type companies or have you gone anywhere else in between yeah so um that's interesting so <laughs> this, this is pretty good so yeah in 2010 was the first round of regulation that set in. That's when everything changed for us. That's when Monday I got brokers in. everywhere in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. 
So <clears throat> at that time, my brother and his partner, they were like, listen, we don't, we don't want to relearn this business. We've been mm -hmm. doing it for a number of years. We made some money. We're, we're done. We don't want to do this anymore. So at that time, there were a couple of us in there that wanted to continue, but you, you, a, a broker's license works different than a lender's license, right? Mm -hmm. You can't transfer a lender's license. You can't, well, even if you can, you certainly can't transfer the warehouse line. Nope. So we had to ramp up one company while we ramped down the other company. Wow. Nothing contentious. Every, you wow. know, it wasn't like the implodometer no. of the subprime. You know what I mean? Everybody knew this was happening, right? We secured the positions of everybody in the company. It was just my brother and his partner wanted out. Yeah. So we ran the new company. Um, at that time, I was an owner of the company. I was not with my brother, but the new company I was, we ran it till 2013. And at that point, you know, again, lending laws had changed and the net worth requirement to have a warehouse line and to be a direct endorsed lender had changed mm -hmm. and to start you know we needed a crazy amount of money liquid cash sitting in a bank and then as we grew and as we were closing loans that net worth requirement also went up mm -hmm. so in 2013 uh my at that point i think um you know interest rates went up mips went up we were we were strictly a refi operation mm -hmm. um so in 2013 rates went up refis were done for a minute and my the senior part i was a junior partner but the senior partner said listen i i want to be done i don't want to do this anymore mm -hmm. um i want my money i want to get into some other things i'm kind of burnt out it sounds like now it's uh, yeah a yeah. little bit i'm just saying you know absolutely but go ahead absolutely. i don't want to cut you off yeah. no like if you're if you're if you are refi only you're in a tough spot right now. If uh -huh. you didn't secure those relationships, you know, last two, three, four years, you're in a, you're in a tough spot. You're basically yep. starting from scratch. And that, yeah. the, that's where we were in 2013. You know, we didn't, we had no realtor connections. We didn't want to, you know, go knock on realtors doors. And he said, you know, listen, I'm out. So I spent, I, I was at that time I was licensed in 2016 seven different states wow. the company was licensed in 27 states i was licensed in 27 states i let every single one of them go except my michigan license mm -hmm. and i took that license and i hung it at a friend of mine's place and for the next like two or three years like i tried to figure out everything possible not to write mortgages um, <laughs> right <laughs> you know somewhere in there making data back doesn't matter but like somewhere in there i opened the company one-stop financial group it was okay. just a shell of a company. I had no vendors. I just, something in the back of my mind said, you know what, you need a fallback. So I mm -hmm. opened the company, but my personal license was still at my, my friend's place. And I would come and I would go and I would write some loans here and there. Um, you know, I didn't have kids at that time. So it was a, definitely a lot easier. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and then something happened in 2016 that was the aha moment for me that just really set me on the path to where I am today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 2016, you said you're basically going all in, right? Like you had one stop. Is that when one stop really came to fruition, even though you had the name in that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Now tell me if I'm wrong. You went from a company, 27 States, right? You said, screw it. We're going Michigan. Right. So you, you started where you live, right. And you started from scratch and smaller. I mean, I always say start really small and let it come out. A lot of people will go, let's just get it all. 
And then it kind of, they, you know, they step on their own feet. So is that what you did? You went just back to just you and relearned and redid the business and build it up? Yeah. So because I really had to learn what it was to be a broker. I was operating in lender world. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they're different. Like from 2013 to 2016, um, my license was with a broker, but all I knew was lender world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we would be working on a file and I would say, well, just do this. And he would say to me, you, what you, what's wrong with you? You can't do that. We're brokers. Oh. You're not a lender anymore. Yep, yep. You got to relearn the business. It was literally a smack in the face of reality of like how this actually works. Um, so in 2016, when I had that aha moment, that's when I really hit it and, um, you know, started formulating one stop to what it is, to what it is today. Yeah. And now at this point, I'm thinking, cause we were talking baseball before this, you had kids now, right? Yes, sir. At this point, probably, uh, 2016, I'm going to guess, uh, seven years old, right? One of the kids. 2016. Yes. Yeah. Six right. seven, yeah. So now you're kind of like, Oh shit, I gotta like go all in with something at some point. And this is kind of what I did four years ago. I'm like, I'm either out of the industry. This is 2008. Things were changing. Or I'm just going all in my own shop. I got two kids, another one on the way. I'm like, screw it. I'm going all in. There's something about that, man, not having options and having to do it, you know? So, I mean, I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I had two kids at that point. Um, I had uh, my, my oldest and now my middle, um, they're 12 and nine now. And mm -hmm. It, it was, listen, it, you know, between 2013 and 2016, it was dark, dark times for me. Like I was, Sorry, I was man. confused. I didn't know what to do. I was, you know, spiraling, spiraling down, you know, the, the road of depression. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was dark, man. You know, like imagine having, and, and listen, this happens every day in America, but like, mm -hmm. I, I actually remember um, all my credit cards were maxed out. Mm -hmm. I had like $137 in the bank mm -hmm. and I got two kids like, uh, and a yeah. wife and a mortgage. Like what is going yeah. on here? Yeah. We've all, we've all been there, man. And, um, I congratulate you for going all in kind of staying in this business. It looks like you had about 20 different outs at certain times. Right. And you just kept, kept pushing, man. I get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I mean, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's a rabbi, right? And he said, you know, we're just talking and, you know, shooting the shit and catching up on things. And he 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 knew my story. And he's like, listen, call my father-in-law. He he's an idea man. He will set you straight. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, no problem. Um, this guy's in New York, and call him on the phone. And we're kind of going through everything and. You know, he's literally just asking me question after question, right? Like taking a mental uh, vision of what my resume is, right? Mm -hmm. And finally, like 30 minutes later of me just rambling, he says to me, he says, he says, okay, are you ready? And I said, sure, let me have it. He said, go write loans. You're a loan okay. officer. And I'm uh, like, Rabbi, I don't, I don't want to write loans. I'm burnt out. I don't want to do it. He mm -hmm. said, I don't care. I don't care what you are. He said, you have a wife, you have kids, you have a family, you have a responsibility to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to do that. 
He says, I got news for you, kid. Yeah. You're not a doctor. You're not a lawyer. Uh -huh. You're a loan officer. That's what your resume is. Go do it. Uh -huh. And I kept fighting back. I'm like, Rabbi, I don't, I don't want to. This was the, de this was the defining moment. This is what he said to me. It was, it was mind blowing. I should really have it on my wall. Uh -huh. To me, he says, listen, don't confuse who you are with what you do for a living. He said, mm. those are two totally mm. different things. He said, look, for me, it's different. I'm a rabbi it defines who I am. He said, you're a loan officer, go write loans. He says, that doesn't define who you mm. are. He says, you want definition, go start a charity, go start working with kids. Go do something else to give your life definition. Mm -hmm. He says, go write loans because you have a responsibility to your family. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he said that, I was like, whoa, what yep. just happened? So at that time, like, you know, again, I, I had the shell of a company, one stop. I had my personal license at another broker shop. And I immediately, like the very next day, excuse me, the very same day, I called the person that was helping me with my NMLS stuff. I said, Denise, move the license over to one stop. Let's hit it. Yeah, um, that's a really cool story. I hope people are listening to this. This is this is some real time stuff, man. Um, the where we're at right now in the industry, you know, some people are struggling. They're struggling to recreate themselves. Um, and having this story here, I think, can really help people. Um, I've struggled with it where I thought my whole life, right? We've all been burned out in this business. Um, especially you're providing for a family, only income, whatever it is. And you think your whole life, you could work 24 seven in this industry is what I'm trying to say. And I think where it's helped me is where, when I've grown this, I got some people to help me where I'm not a loan officer. Like, like you're saying this, this, this hit me too, right? You know, struggling with, with your marriage, with kids. Cause that's all you do, right? Is mortgages. You could do it 24 seven, but once you figure out that you're not just a loan officer, and you are something else. And this is why I do a lot of charity work. Like you're saying, I do stuff because that stuff's boring. Um, I have a campaign coming out that says mortgages suck. Like, cause they do, but you need them. And it doesn't define me. Once you figure out how to live your actual life besides mortgages, it frees everything up. And then you're much better at mortgages. All right. It might sound crazy, but I no, think you agree with that. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. And, and more so it's more about acceptance of that right yeah. so listen there are people in this industry that like you said work 24 7 and they are so happy with that and that gives them definition and listen that's great great yep. great great i know for me that like listen one one of the things that we're all going to experience we're not going to experience but our loved ones are going to experience it is our eulogy right it's uh -huh. only like 99.9999% of the people are going to have a, a, a eulogy, right? Mm -hmm. I know for me, I don't want my eulogy to be, we closed a lot of loans. Mm -mm. I don't, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I want it to be, you know, good dad, good husband, good member of the community, reached this person, did this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. don't want it to be just, man, he closed loans fast. I don't I'm want with it. And that's where this business can eat you up. Not to be negative, but it can. And I think a lot of people need to know that right now in this cycle that we're in to don't don't put so much pressure on yourself. We get that's what you do, but give yourself some break, because when you have break, it opens up your mind to be better at all aspects. I think that's yeah. where you're getting at, too. Yeah, yeah, a a absolutely. And and again, like, you know, if you if, if working 24 seven in this business 
that's fine. Is going to, like, listen, by all means, dude, do that, right? And even for me, like, I work my rear end off in this business, right? Wow. However, I, I I do have a at least a small bit of separation. I try to anyway between work yeah. life and and family life, right? Yeah. And those and again, those that don't, great. I'm sure that works very very well for you. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, again, I just I needed more than that. I had family first. My kids, you know, come first, you know, before anybody. So uh-huh. that that's where it was for me. Well, that's cool. So th- this is a perfect segue then, right? We want to talk a little bit more about um, in our industry and being authentic. You just brought up a good point. Kind of like my life. We were talking baseball, this or that. Everything kind of does merge together. It is what it is when you're a loan officer sometimes, especially when you're out in the community and we're dealing with the regular person. There's, there's a lot of business to business activity, but this is where we get our business from the people that we know for the most part. Right. Um, so you're a guy that likes to be who you are. I'm going to bet that early on in the industry, maybe you tried to be something else because you thought that's how you had to be in the industry. I think eventually, right. You figured out, whoa, if I'm just who I am, I actually do better. I'm less stressed and things come to me and you attract more. So you talk a little bit more on being authentic like truly hundred percent authentic in this business and how it helps you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. Where, um, you know, you used to, I used to wear, you know, a, a suit and tie and yeah. I used to, you know, talk like this or do that. That's not authentic. And if you go back to, there's a, there's a couple, there's a couple of really good reference points. Um, whoever's, you know, if somebody's listening to this, go listen to Gary V from Fuse 2019 and couple that with Matt Ishbia from Activate 2020, right? So what Gary V was talking about was, you know, this right here, this face, this person, this is my commodity. This is a a hard to reach resource because there's only one of it. Mm -hmm. There's only one, right? Mm -hmm. That's what Gary V was talking about. And then what Matt was talking about at, at Activate in 2020, you have to know your brand. You have to know your your brand. You have to live it and breathe it and know exactly who that, you know, what, what that brand is, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, like like for, for me, for me, I've always, how do I say this? So what I learned when I really got, when I really started to push one stop and really tried to transform my business, what I realized is, is, is exactly what you said. I have to be authentic. Mm-hmm. I just have to be authentic. I mean, I remember, you know, prior to it, I was given a talking to a group of people about something and I, listen, <laughs> I, I may or may not have dropped an F-bomb, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Totally my bad. Should I have? Probably not. Uh-huh. I, listen, it slipped out. I'm sorry. It's who I am. I just, it slipped, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know. I just, you, you have to be authentic. And uh-huh. for the for the new person listening in, like knocking on a realtor's door to say we close loans fast, mm-hmm. or <laughs> right. you know we have a two or three k. Number one, that's not authentic because that's not mm-hmm. who you are. And number two, yep. it's also common. Everybody mm-hmm. has that. Mm-hmm. What nobody else has is this face and this personality, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And to me, that's my brand. My personality is my brand. I, you know, not to give myself a pat on the back and it, yeah. I'm sure this will come off the wrong way, but like in certain circles, I'm, I'm, I'm likable, right. Or okay. let me rephrase that. I can present myself as likable. Sure. And that does the trick for me. Mm-hmm. I never, I never 
have success in saying, oh, I close loans fast. That's why you should use me. Mm -hmm. Well, so does everybody, especially yeah. now. Everybody yeah. closes loans fast. You know, we have the lowest interest rates. Well, no, you don't. And <laughs> right. you, know, you can always find it cheaper. Uh -huh. And that's not authentic. Who uh -huh. are you? Right. Like, you know, like JP, like you and I were talking about, right. My kids, baseball uh -huh. tournament this weekend in Indiana, yeah. believe it or not, your referral sources, they're people too. Yes. And thank those you. are the things that you relate on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it's tough to explain again, because you can say, just be authentic. Right. But it's not that simple sometimes because people are still trying to find out who they are. Right. How I try to say it sometimes is watch what everybody else is doing. And then just do the complete opposite. Do the opposite. And, and usually the complete opposite is just you being yourself anyway. That's right. And I think once you break free to that, it opens up so much. And this isn't even just for loan officers. I think in today's world where your own brand is great for any type of business, anything really, if yeah. you're just yourself, you're going to have a hundred different ways you can go. This can relate anywhere, really. It's not just being a loan officer. Yeah. I mean, listen, any, any type of relationship that you're trying to... Uh, that you're trying to establish. I mean, think about your spouse. You can't fake that shit. No. You know what I'm saying? Eventually she's going to, she or he, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to call you out. With a, with a real estate agent or a, mm -hmm. or an attorney or a, any sort of referral source that you're trying to gain, but be yourself because they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out sooner or later. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, this, these are just great notes right now. Again, I keep uh, hitting on, especially at this time in the business, this is where you can recreate yourself. We're in a different time. Like it's a little cyclical, like try something new and maybe something new is just being yourself. Like, yeah. you know, it sounds simple, but people will struggle with that. No, I, I hear you. It, it's almost like you have to, um, you, I don't want to use the word manipulate, but you have to manipulate the surroundings mm -hmm. to get to the interaction that you want. Uh -huh. Once you get to that interaction that you want, that's when you need to be authentic. Like, so you can't knock on a realtor's door and start talking about the latest Marvel movie. You, no. you can't do that. However, if you can manipulate it to get into some sort of social setting, uh -huh. then start talking about the Marvel movie, then start talking about, you know, vacation or kids baseball or this or some, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how you establish a relationship. Yeah. Not on we have a two or three of a new renovation loan. <laughs> Yay. Thanks. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, dating someone, right? Like you're not okay. going to be like, Hey, yo, you want to come home with me right now? You just met the person. Right. No. All right. I mean, let's talk about, let's be authentic here. That's the end goal maybe, but you know, you're like, Hey, what do you do for work? What? Like that's a, that's what you gotta do. You gotta, you gotta date your referral partners a bit. It, 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 that is, that's a, that's such a great way to put it. You <laughs> right? have to, you know, yeah. figure out how to date your, uh, yeah. your, your referral sources. Hey, why not? Um, all right, cool. So, wow, we got, we got like 10, 15 minutes. So we're banging it in, man. I could talk about this stuff all day, but I know people want to know, um, a little bit more about one stop, right? So how many employees do you have? So what's the setup? Yeah. So for the longest time, it was just me, right? Yeah. I, um, rotated a couple of party processor but it, you know listen it, it was just me and then um very recently i i brought somebody on with a growth mindset um mm -hmm. and we're we're going after it we we 
Uh, we've done a couple interviews with a couple additional loan officers. We're starting out a marketing plan. We're going to work on getting into some other states as well. Mm -hmm. Like the, the person that I brought on is, is a loan officer by nature, but he just came in like guns blazing. Like, listen, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to go here. We're going to awesome. And I'm like, Let, let's go, buddy. I'm in. No All problem. Right. So it's so a two of you. Um, I can't hit more. I, I believe in this, especially now being a producing owner is big right now. Like, a lot of people grew really big, no fault to them. If it, if it works, it works. But if you're already kind of small, maybe stick where you're at, produce, figure out what you want to do right now. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of the small producing owner like yourself. So that makes total yeah. sense. But get someone, like you said, don't be afraid to bring someone in that might not do business, but are going to show you how to grow. That's super important as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I said at the beginning of 2022, you know, December, 2021, January, 2022, huh? this was going to be my year of effort. Mm. I don't, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to do it mm. and I'll, I'll figure it out later. Right. Cool. I needed to redo my website. Could I have window shop five, six, seven different companies? Sure. Probably. You know what? I found one. It was easy. Effort. I hit enter, gave my credit card number done and done. I yep. need to get on to, you know, some more social media, right? I, I found somebody. Should I have window shopped it? Should I? Have, yeah, probably. You know what? F it. Done and done. Mm -hmm. Switching my LOS from um, Calix to Arrive. Mm -hmm. Should I have looked at some others? Maybe. F it. Done. You know what I mean? This was yeah, my yeah. year of F it and just do it. Yeah, just you got to take action. I like it. The year of F it. I'm in for that. I'm all day with that. Um, so tell us about your stack then. You just said you went to Arrive, right? Um how hard was that change from Calix to Arrive? Because I'm sure you used Calix for a lot of years, right? Uh, yeah, about 22 of them. <laughs> yeah, right? So how hard was it? I'm still oh, lending I, pad. At some point, I'll go Arrive, but... I, I'm in absolute hell right now. <laughs> All right, yeah. I, there's just no other way for me to put it. I've been doing the same exact thing for 23 friggin' years. 23 years, the same wow. exact thing. I write stuff down on a piece of paper. It's not alone until I, it's going forward. And then it gets into Calix. I, you know, my call reports, I, I generate I, like everything, right? And now, now you know, person comes in and is like, listen, man, we want to grow. We need to arrive. Okay, F it. Let's F do it. it. Yeah. And I'm in, like, I, I don't want to say I'm in hell. That's a bad thing, right? right. But like, it is so robust and it does. Imagine going... It, how about this? It's like going from a rotary phone uh -huh. to an iPhone 13. Okay, fair enough. That, yeah. that, that's the comparison, right? But you've been using this rotary phone forever. You've never missed a phone call. Why mm -hmm. change? Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden you have this iPhone 13 and it's like, wow, does this thing do a lot? Yeah. Change, well, change is hard, but I, I think where we're at, I keep going back to we're in a different time. Now's the time to do it, right? You said F it. It's only going to be better in the long run. You, yes. you get that. Yes, yes, yes. I've got yeah. a couple, I got a couple industry friends that have said, don't stop the journey. Just keep going. Don't, you mm -hmm. know, don't go backwards. Just keep going with the ride. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Um, not, it's good. It's already great. My, mm -hmm. my, uh, familiarity with it is Correct. going to get better and better. Yeah. There's no doubt. At some point we'll do the same. We're lending pad. We'll flip at some point, but yeah, um, I'm nervous of that as well. So. Thanks for uh, let me know. It'll be hell for a little bit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but at least I'm lending pad. I'm not Calix. Like, I mean, yeah, right. Right. I'm with you. 
we could we could uh, form a couple support groups for uh, you know brokers uh, changing their tech stack. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, cool. Um, all right, so I'm going to jump into the, the last two questions I always ask everybody, right? So the first things first, right? Two, three years from now, you've been in this industry, what is it, 20 years? All over 20 years? 23, yeah. 23. All right, 23 years, Michael Jordan, 23. You've been in a Michael Jordan suite. So where do you see the industry going in the next two, three years? Whether it's real estate in general, as a loan officer, where do you really see it going? I so that, okay, so that that's a great it's a great question. Uh -huh. um, I don't think in the next, I don't think in the next two or three years, the loan officer or real estate agent will be phased out. I, mm -hmm. I don't think that. I think that maybe that's a potential in fifteen to twenty years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we're just starting to you know, really push the digital and the, the, um, how, how things get processed, how things right. get underwritten, right? There's a couple of lenders that are out there that are already starting to under, um, automate that process, take the human element out of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't think that, you know, I don't think agents, real estate agents, I don't think that loan officers are, uh, going to get squeezed out in the next two or three years. I do think it, it could absolutely be a real possibility in, in you know, 15, 20 years. Cool. I think there's, at least for the immediate future, there's always going to be uh, a need for a human ele element, not, not only for documentation purposes, but handholding through the right. process, right? Mm -hmm. Agents, um, are still going to be needed for for a short while. Loan officers are still going to be needed for a short while. That that that's my opinion. All right, if you had to pick one, which one would go away first? Real estate agents or loan officers? If you had to pick. Which one do I want to go away first? <laughs> we all know that one, but which one do you think if it had to, if it if it did happen, which one? I I think agents. Yeah. I do. Um too much technology you can see a home without really needing to be there's a lot i got you yeah there's just um yeah i i think that agents will get squeezed out before loan officers um for for many reasons yeah you know what i'm saying but like yeah you know the 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 maybe one of the biggest ones is their I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like some industries have an inability to change and adapt. Uh -huh. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? And, uh -huh. you know, it has been 6%, you know, 3, 3%, 3% since yep. the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, mm -hmm. why hasn't that changed? Mm -hmm. um, you know, with the digital age, you know, like you said, you can see the home without their help. Yeah. I, you know, that's a big part, it, yeah. you know, to, to, to generate a contract to, to buy or sell a home, you know, you can do that at, you know, you can go buy the form at Walmart yeah. or excuse me at, uh, you know, Staples or whatever, yep. mm -hmm. um, you know, fill it out and be done. Like, like when I, when I can be the transaction coordinator and just fill out the purchase agreement for somebody, have them sign it, you know, there's something wrong there. They can't, yeah. they can't do what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what they do. Sure. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, last question. So 
This is a great question, especially for now. I keep harping on that. If you're new to the industry or if you're trying to recreate yourself right now, what's one or two things you would tell that loan officer? Um, honestly, I would say, you know, things that we were talking about in, in the beginning of the, uh, when we started talking, figure out who you are, mm -hmm. figure out why you're doing what you do and be authentic. Mm -hmm. Just be authentic. You know what I mean? Like, and listen, unless you're a hermit and you've never had any other human interaction ever in your life, mm -hmm. then there there is a personality there somehow, some way, some, somewhere deep inside, there is a personality. Mm -hmm. Let that personality come out mm -hmm. and use that to gain your relationships. Mm -hmm. And like you said, look at what everybody else is doing. Figure out if you want to be a part of that, that might work for you or figure out how to be different, mm -hmm. right? When you're calling, like when, if, if you're a new loan officer, just starting out, you cannot call a real estate agent and say the same thing that they have heard a hundred times already. And mm -hmm. it's not even 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't, mm -hmm. if they've already heard it a hundred times, you, you can't be 101. No, you have to figure out how to be different. Right. And how you're different is your personality because there's only one of them. Nobody can, nobody can, you know, duplicate that. That's yeah. your brand. That's your authenticity. Um, and that, you know, like for me, this might sound odd, but like for me, I'm I'm quick witted, I'm sarcastic, I'm mm -hmm. funny, I think. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I am. <laughs> laugh, but maybe yeah. they're laughing at me, not with yeah, me. Who knows? Really yeah. fine. Um, you know, but that that's how I win relationships is personality and mm -hmm. not, you know, product. I oh, I, sure. I, I rarely push product. I push my personality. Yep. And it shoots you in the foot when you say the same thing anyway. If you're told to say that's actually a negative, right? It's not like mm -hmm. it's baseline. They actually hurt you, in my opinion, saying the same thing. Because you have no personality. I agree. You know, you're common, you're common folk at that point and yep. not, you know, stand out. Cool. Well, thanks, man. This was good. This is life and mortgages with Jason Glass. Talk about it all day. I'm sure uh, if anybody needs anything, I'm sure, I know you're there to help them out. I appreciate that. So make sure you hit up Jason if you have any questions about, you know, 12U baseball or mortgages or life in general. I know you're cool with that. So thank yeah, you, man. Absolutely. Reach out to me. You know, like I found in this broker community, man, like everybody's just so willing to help. Um, I, you know, I've got my go-to people throughout the country that, you know, just either welcome my questions with open arms. I've been, I've, I have visited some shops over the last, you know, few months and um, literally I just go in and we talk about strategy and what they're doing. And they, I mean, it's, it's mind blowing that other brokers that do exactly what I do are willing to open the door and show me their yeah. playbook. And that it, cool, it's, a, it's a wonderful tight knit community. Well, if you're ever in Philly, man, make sure you stop by. You're not that far, it, hour and a half flight. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. You got, you got it. Thank you. Thank you. Later, man. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you will have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.